been reluctant to say we're fighting radical Islam, and I wonder why not. Isn't it a mistake not to say it plain that the violence is being pushed by radical elements in that faith? Well, that's a different thing. Radical elements who use a dangerous and distorted view of Islam to promote their jihadist ambitions, I'm fine with that. I say it all the time, and I go after Islamists. So what's the too. problem with radical Islam? Well, the problem is that that sounds like we are declaring war against a religion, and that to me is number one wrong. Even though the qualifier radical is there? No, because look, you know enough about religion, you've studied it, and there are radicals, people who believe all kinds of things in every religion in the world. I don't want to do that because number one, it doesn't do justice to the vast numbers of Muslims in our own country and around the world who are peaceful uh, people. Number two, it helps to create this clash of civilizations that is actually a recruiting tool for ISIS and other radical jihadists who use this as a way of saying, we're in a war against the West. You must join us. If you are a Muslim, you must join us. No. If you're a law-abiding, peace-loving Muslim, you need to be with us against those who are distorting uh, Islam. There is a clash of civilization. There is a culture clash if you grow up under Sharia law. It clashes directly with our Constitution and our constitutional rights. We have some other news that I meant to get to. It kind of got lost in all the coverage of the San Bernardino massacre. Four people have been arrested in connection, in connection with an ISIS plot to assassinate Pope Francis and acting on a tip from the FBI, Italian authorities arrested four people in Italy and Kosovo last week who were suspected of planning an attack on the Pope. Jamie Dupree is the most connected man in Washington. How are you, sir? Hey, Sean. We had a very similar kind of back and forth like uh, you played there with Hillary Clinton at the briefing today at the White House. Again, the question being asked to spokesman Josh Ernest was, why doesn't the president use the term radical Islam? And the answer was very much the same as what Hillary Clinton gave there. Uh, the White House sort of shrugging off today all of the Republican criticism of last night's address from the Oval Office, which frankly did not offer anything new. The president, it was interesting to hear the sort of the rationale from the spokesman today at the White House as to why they did that speech and didn't bring out anything new. And the basic uh, uh, response seemed to be, well, uh, the president felt like he needed a big audience and wanted to get out his his uh, beliefs and, and sort of run down for Americans what he thinks that the administration has been doing. And so they felt like it was a big thumbs up for their speech and for what it achieved yesterday. Obviously, I think a lot of Republicans would disagree. Well, there was nothing new that the president said. No. He basically patted himself on the back and said everything is working. And he failed to tell the American people that, for example, they won't bomb ISIS's oil wells because they don't want environmental damage. They won't even recognize radical Islam. They won't talk about how the president's policy of pulling out too early created a vacuum which allowed ISIS to become the richest terrorist group in history and the one with the most landmass in history. So I, I assume he didn't want to mention any of those things. You know, and, and there was obviously, uh, he, he, he uh, put a, a little time into the gun control issue again last night, and Democrats have really uh, jumped on that again today. We've already had in the House of Representatives a Democrat from California by the name of Mike Thompson has filed a special parliamentary maneuver called a discharge petition trying to force a vote in the House on this one plan that was mentioned by the president last night, and that is to say, if you're on on the no-fly list, then you would be banned uh, from buying a weapon in the United States. Yeah, I'm all for that. I can go for that one. But I also say that if you work for the Department of Homeland Security, you can't be on the terror watch list also. And we now know 72 employees of DHS are on the terrorist watch list. 
Heck, there are people I was reading just before we came on the air, an ACLU lawsuit, that there are uh, veterans of the armed forces that are on the no-fly list and more. Most of them, a lot of them, without any explanation. And the problem is once you get on it, you have a lot of problems. So for now, Republicans are resisting that no-fly list uh, issue. I think the Democrats are going to try to force votes on it repeatedly in the House and Senate between now and the Christmas break. We'll see if anything changes. But also mentioned last night by the president was the issue, and he didn't really go into any details, and the White House did not today either, about restricting sales of assault weapons and also what's been talked about before uh, other changes in terms of, of guns and gun control. So I don't sense from Democrats, even though they don't have anywhere near the votes to get any of this done in the Congress, I don't sense they're backing off of it. They seem to uh, jump right into it again today as the work week began. I don't think they're in touch with where the American people are in this issue. We've learned a few new facts over the weekend. The father of uh, Saeed Farouk actually said, my son said that he shared al-Baghdadi's ideology, supported the creation of the Islamic State, and he was obsessed with Israel. We also learned they did a dry run. A San Bernardino shooter practiced at a gun range days before the attack. And we learned from the Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mike McCall today that, in fact, there is intelligence telling us that Islamic extremists have explored using the refugee program to enter the United States, hence the president's insistence on allowing Syrian refugees into the country. Uh, he did. Uh, the president did make a little mistake last night in his speech. I don't know how this got through because it, it seemed to be very clear, but he indicated that the wife had gotten into the U.S. via the visa waiver program, which is not the case. She had gotten in on well, what's the called fiance. Yeah, the K-1 visa. Uh, right. The White House had to issue a, a retraction and a correction almost immediately after the speech. There will be a vote tomorrow here in the House of Representatives on a bill from Republicans that I think is going to get a lot of support from Democrats that would make some changes in the visa waiver program to basically say that if somebody has traveled to Iraq or Syria recently, they would have to go through additional scrutiny before being approved to come into the U.S., even though with a European passport or from one of these 38 countries that participate in this program, they would be qualified to come into the U.S. That should pass tomorrow. And I, I think there's, if, if you know, this will be one of those things that Republicans brought it up. And first, I think some Democrats were resistant to the idea. But uh, I think they've felt a little bit of heat on this and would like to vote for something that would force some change and some more stringent rules. If you go to the FBI.gov website, remember Loretta Lynch said last week in the wake of the ISIS attacks in Paris and San Bernardino, that her number one top priority was to make sure that Muslims don't become the targets of a hate crime backlash. Well, according to FBI statistics, 62.4% were victims of an offender's anti-Jewish bias, and 11.6% were victims of an anti-Islamic bias. And that then raises the question, uh, why doesn't our attorney general read her own FBI reports? Uh, yes, well, uh, I would say that probably there's too many of them and she doesn't have time to read them all. But uh, that has been pointed out today by a number of Republicans, and I think we'll probably hear a lot more along those lines as well. Because I think many in the GOP simply feel like the administration is going down the wrong road repeatedly on this. And uh, just as I don't see the Democrats backing down on guns, I certainly don't see the GOP just sort of folding their tent and not mentioning what they think is the, uh, in their words, basically the misguided efforts of the administration. There is a lot of backlash over letting the media go into the home of these two terrorists with their cameras. Well, it wasn't cameras. the media's fault. No, did, did I say it? I said Well, this. I mean, back, there's, why, there's why, been backlash why, why, against the media. Why are you attacking me? I didn't... I'm not. I'm just saying that I, I thought it was interesting. Why are you being so mean? It's before the Christmas. The Washington Post ran an interesting cut line underneath the photographs. I guess it was on either Friday or Saturday in the paper. 
because so many people had said, well, the media did this wrong. You know, the FBI told the landlord that it was okay to let the news media in there. Now, it was a crazy scene, mind you, uh, and I actually thought the guy Kerry Sanders on MSNBC did a fantastic live job going through. But yeah, remember, it wasn't the press that forced its way in there. The landlord let everybody in that house, which raised some questions as to whether or not the FBI had really taken everything out of there that they should have. You know the reaction of Donald Trump and all the talk that he had supported a, a database for Muslims? Uh, there's a, an article that goes back to the New American that points out that last year uh, the president supported the Legal Workforce Act, H.R. 1147, which was aimed at preventing illegal immigrants from obtaining jobs in the U.S. And among the most disturbing elements that the bill would purport to mandate a national ID card for every American as a condition of work. And it would create a massive federal database containing sensitive data on virtually every person in the United States. So I guess wait, you they can say argue- the president supported this one. No, because it's it's from Lamar Smith. You're sure okay. about that? With a headline that ran March 26th in the New American was Congress pushes Obama backed national biometric ID for Americans. Well, because it was uh, it was approved by the, I think the House Judiciary Committee, but it was on a party line vote, if I remember correctly. So uh, we'll have to double check on that. Oh, well, at least you're not being mean to me before Christmas. Like no, you were no, absolutely ago. not. Uh, I'm teasing. Uh, White House does plan. Do they plan rather executive action on gun control? A lot of people. I don't think the president was. I think president was doing a CYA last night and basically trying to convince people his failing plan is not failing. And basically, he was addressing people that are not up to speed on what has been actually happening in Iraq, but and and against the battle against ISIS. So I think the president was doing that. But the president also, uh, I think, is planning probably some executive action on gun control. What do you? Well, hear? he might. I'm not sure what else he can do. I mean, he is a, he he is limited more on guns than in a lot of other areas. I mean, for example, I was reading up today on on refugees. We've talked a lot about that, and the president, for example, on refugees can set the limits himself and just tell Congress how many people he's going to let in. On guns, the, the Congress has not given up as much power. I mean, you can regulate the sale of certain weapons. There might be some avenue open there on assault weapons or something like that. But again, the bottom line still is in the Congress, the votes aren't there to do what the president wants to do right now on gun control, and really that hasn't changed in many, many years. Yeah, we also have the... Uh, the president pledging to continue to fight ISIS. Have you read these reports about the Air Force running out of bombs? And, of course, CIA director under Obama, Mike Morrell, saying that they wouldn't hit their financial targets, the oil wells, because of environmental damage potential? Uh, look, there's been, I, I think the Republicans are, have not let up on this one bit. They feel like, again, with the president not really offering anything new last night, uh, they think that's the major problem in the fight against the Islamic State, is we're not being aggressive enough on the military end. The president, once again, ruling out yesterday the idea of sending in a large ground force. Now, it's not that Republicans are advocating that, but I think the GOP looks at that kind of statement, which has been said repeatedly, and, and just sees, and that's something that is not going to get the job done overall let me play what i think will resonate with the american people this is ted cruz if i am elected president we will defeat radical islamic terrorism we will carpet bomb them into oblivion i don't know if sand can glow in the dark but we're going to find out 
Well, if the poll numbers are any indication, again, I hate to look at just one poll, but the trends certainly are that Ted Cruz is moving up not only nationally but in Iowa as well. In fact, there was a new poll out today in Iowa from Monmouth University that actually had Cruz ahead. Regardless of that, we'll wait and see. But the the trends right now seem to be Cruz and Rubio both coming up. Carson dropping, and we'll see what happens to Trump. But I think from everybody I talked to, Cruz has the momentum right now in Iowa, that's for sure. One other thing that just came in, uh, Josh Ernest just telling reporters that there was an informal lunch at the White House today. Uh, Sean, Hillary Clinton had lunch with President Obama there. I guess they probably shared stories how they don't believe the Islamic State is Islamic and that we're not at war with ISIS, etc. There was not a readout on those details. What does it make? Yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on that one. Would be interesting. I agree. Yeah, You know, it would be nice to get back to the White House. When I left eight years ago, I gave George Bush one of his last interviews I, from the Oval Office. And when I was there, I said to him, I said, it's going to be a long time till I ever get back in here. And he started laughing. Nah, it'll happen sooner or later. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, Jamie. I, I can get, understand I'm, that. I'm getting old, you know. <laughs> Not that old. I'm still in the demo. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, Jamie Dupree, thank you. See you, Sean.